Matthew 15, 16 says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. But what is the gospel? And how should I live my life so that when I share it, people are more prone to listen? We'll be looking at these things today. Hi, this is Robert Furrow and welcome to Hot Topics. If you're new here, consider liking, subscribing, sharing, and ringing the bell so you can get all of our new content. The comment section is open below. We would love to hear from you. What is the gospel? It's such an important question because from the beginning of the ministry of Jesus, it says that he went out saying, repent and believe the gospel, the good news. So what does the Bible tell us that it is? We find that in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Listen to what Paul says in verses one through five. He says, moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which you also received, in which you stand, and by which you are saved. So for the Corinthian church, Paul had preached the gospel to them. They received it, they stood in it, and they are saved as they hear the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then he says this, if you hold fast to the word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you first of all that which I received. This is important for us. Paul didn't come up with what the gospel was. He received it and then he began to preach it to people. People heard it and they believed. Here's what he says the gospel is. That Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. It's not just that he died for our sins on the cross, but according to the scripture. It's connected to the Old Testament prophecies that tell us about Jesus's death for our sins in Psalm 22, in Isaiah 53, and so on. He goes on, and he was buried and he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. So these three things, Jesus died for our sins, he was buried and he rose again according to the scriptures. That we can go to prophecy in the Old Testament that foretold that these things were going to happen. And these are indisputable facts about Jesus. We know that he died under Pontius Pilate and was crucified. We know that he lived. We know that the disciples believed that he was risen from the dead because they transformed the world around them. It goes on to say in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 that he was seen by Cephas and the 12 and then by 500 and then by James. So he also revealed himself to people after the resurrection. These are the evidences that we talk about, that Jesus literally lived, died for our sins, was buried and rose from the grave and the Old Testament foretold that these things would happen. And when we hear the gospel, and we believe it, we believe that our sins could be forgiven, then we are born again. Listen to what it says in John 1, 12 and 13. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become the children of God, to those who would believe in his name, who are born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. In other words, God causes people to be born again. In the book of Acts, when Paul goes to the city of Philippi and he runs into women that are down by the river and he preaches to them, the Bible says, and God opened Lydia's heart so she believed the things that Paul was saying. So we present the gospel, but it's not in the presentation. It's in God opening up people's hearts to be able to receive the gospel and being transformed, being born again, born of the spirit. Jesus said, you must be born again in order to inherit the kingdom of God. This is the response to the gospel 
that results in salvation. Now, Paul also talking about the gospel in Romans 1, 16 and 17 said, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I am afraid today there are people who are ashamed of the gospel. They want to make Christianity into something different, something that is more intellectual or something that has a lot more worldly wisdom in it. And so the church fades away from the gospel of Jesus Christ, which we're going to see is extremely important. So he says, again, this is Romans 1, 16 and 17, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the means by which God uses to bring people into the kingdom of God who will believe. And so we have to incorporate the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ into our churches, into our own personal lives. It goes on to say to the Jew first and then to the Greek, so for all, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the just shall live by faith. And so we hear the message of the gospel, God opens up our heart, we believe in it, and then we are transformed. Paul also says to the Corinthians that he didn't come to them with the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Remember in Romans 1, 16 and 17, it had said that the gospel is the power of God to salvation. Now listen to what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 2, 4 and 5. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, a lot of times we think if I could just be sharper, if I could just know a better way to tell somebody, if I could just do it better, then more people would get saved. But that's not the power of God. It's not the wisdom of words. You could be really good at communicating, but if you don't communicate the gospel, then that's not the power of God to salvation. So he goes on to say, and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and power. The gospel is the power of God to salvation, working with the spirit of God, causing people to be born again. That your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. We aren't putting our faith in, in men's wisdom. We don't believe because someone was just overwhelmingly wise or spoke well. We believe because of the gospel of Jesus Christ and we are transformed. Our sins are forgiven and we become that new person. The second thing that we should know about the gospel is that in order to present it, we've got to walk before we talk. It's been said, preach the gospel at all times and if necessary, use words. I like that idea. Paul said to the Philippians, those things that have happened to me have worked out for the furtherance of the gospel. He was imprisoned and it worked out for the furtherance of the gospel. So he lived his life in such a way that the whole palace guard knew that his chains were in Christ. Let me give you that verse, Philippians 1.12, but I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. Sometimes difficulties, dark times, hard times enter into our lives, and it's then that people look at us the most. And whatever happens, whether it is good times with a lot of peace, whether there's some turbulence and we find ourselves struggling, we want what we go through to turn out for the furtherance of the gospel. Paul also says this to the Philippians, only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ. Live your life in such a way it's worthy of the gospel so that whether I come to see you or am absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. 
that they were to keep it in the center of what they're doing. Again, I'm afraid that today we're moving away from the presentation of the gospel. And these are the things that gets people saved. What good does it do for someone to go to church for a year or two years and never be transformed by God because the gospel is never given? First of all, we wanna make sure we live our lives in such a way that people can see Christ in us, the hope of glory. The third thing about the gospel is that we've got to communicate it. We've got to look for opportunities, the door to be opened, step out in faith to be able to share the gospel. Pray for the people that you talk to. Pray that you would be able to share with them. Pray that you could give the presentation of the gospel. And in order to share the gospel, we have to know it. So the Bible says in 2 Timothy 2.15, be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of God. It means the more we know the word of God, the more we're able to put the gospel within the context of what we're learning. It also says in 1 Corinthians 3, 6 and 7, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither he who plants is anything nor he who waters, but it's God who gives the increase. Now he who plants or he who waters are one and each one will receive their own reward according to his labor. That is that we don't always have to be doing the harvesting. We plant seeds and we water those seeds. One person may plant, have planted seeds in the life of a family member. You may water those seeds, but God adds the increase. We just look for the opportunity to be able to share the truth, knowing that God is at work and he's the one who causes people to be born again. Now, the last thing that we should know is that along with the message of the gospel, God has given us a call. And unless we go out and preach, people aren't going to hear. And God empowers us with the Holy Spirit to be witnesses. So the Bible says in Acts 1.8, And you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses for me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. So we receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. People argue about receiving the Holy Spirit or being baptized by the Holy Spirit, whatever you want to call it, the Bible teaches that God empowers us to do the work that he's called us to do and that we can be empowered so we are led by the Spirit when to share, when not to share. We, we learn how to be led by the Spirit to take this powerful message that changes people's lives, that saves them, and that they can stand in. And if God would give us the spirit, then we want to look for those open doors to be able to share those truths. God bless you. We'll see you next time on Hot Topics.